Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Political hitmen. I'm Howie Silberger, your political hitman here on Israel News Talk Radio. You could join me in conversation. That's right. You could join me in conversation at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Just um, just fill in the, uh, well, call the number on the top of the page at Israel News Talk Radio, and you could join me in conversation. That's true. It's, it's always available, and you could always call in. It's a live show. If you're listening on Wednesday uh, morning, it's a live show. So uh, feel free to join me in conversation. Uh, it's, it's been quite, uh, it's been quite a, um, a couple of weeks, actually. Uh, we weren't on last week, so it's been quite a couple of weeks since, you know, I just been watching some of the stuff that's been going on and it's been a little weird to me. It's kind of like history repeating itself in, in a not such good way. No. So, so what am I talking about? Um, we are, um, we are now experiencing a, um, a complete, a complete repeat of a historical event that was a false event to start with, but is continuing to be a false event, and 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 it's it's happening again. So, uh, years ago, Ariel Sharon, the then Prime Minister of Israel, visited the Temple Mount, the Harabite, the uh, the site of the former Jewish Temple. And uh, his visit was used as a catalyst to start a new intifada against the, uh, a new uprising, a popular uprising with the fake Palestinians uh, against the Israeli people. It, it wasn't true. His visit had nothing to do with the uprising or the, uh, the violence that followed his visit. But his visit was, uh, was what Arafat claimed caused the riot. It was later proved that the riot was... Um, the riots and riots. It was more than a riot. The uprising, the uh, the continuous violence over the course of the next couple of years, um, was pre-planned by the Palestinian Authority, and uh, and 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 they were just looking for a reason to do it. They were just looking for a a a, a catalyst to start violence, and that always seems to be the uh, that always seems to be the the way that the that the Palestinian Authority works. Oh, we want to. Um, we want peace, they tell the world. We want peace with Israel. We want, we want to be able to live in peace and harmony with the Jewish state. We want to be able to, uh, to, to, to have our people, all our people don't want to do is they want, they want to raise enough money, they want to make enough money so that they could go and, uh, and support their families. That's all they want to do. And so we, we will continue negotiating with the, uh, with the Israelis. And this is what they tell the world. But what they tell their people, when they talk to their people, what they tell their people is something totally different. So they say one thing in English, and they say something totally different in Arabic when they talk Arabic to their people. And what they tell their people is, "This is the first step in the uh, in the annihilation of uh, of of Israel. This is the uh, this is the, um, the, the this is an outrage. They're trying to take over the Temple Mount. This is all we heard after after Ariel Sharon, uh, the late former Prime Minister of the State of Israel, decided to visit the Temple Mount. And this is what we're hearing today." This is this is again happening again today, and it's it's scary. It's scary to a certain extent that the world is again falling for this, 
falling for this horrible trope, falling for this terrible, terrible, terrible lie that somehow the status quo, somehow the uh, the Jews are going to rip down the Alaska Mosque and the Dome of the Rock and and take over the and take over the Temple Mount and 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 and, and throw everybody out and 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 build a new temple on the Temple Mount. Now it seems kind of ridiculous that uh, that that people are afraid that the Jews are going to build a temple on the Temple Mount. It seems kind of ridiculous that people would be afraid of that. Why would you be uh, Why would you be afraid that the Jews would build a temple on the Temple Mount? It's called the Temple Mount for a reason. It's not called the Temple Mount for fun. It's not called the Temple Mount because there was no temple there. It's called the Temple Mount for a reason. And so, so it confuses me when when people like like President Joe Biden claim that the Jews want to take over land that's not theirs. Uh, and, and we they oppose. Here, this is a statement from the U.S. government today, in response in response to um, to an Israeli official visiting the Temple Mount. This is uh, this is this this is the response. The uh, U.S. government. The Joe Biden administration released the following statement. The United States stands firmly for the preservation of the historic status quo with respect to the holy sites in Jerusalem. We oppose any unilateral actions that undercut the historical status quo. They are unacceptable. So this was, uh, this was the official line of the Joe Biden uh, administration. It, this was released by um, U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price. And uh, and he underscored that the Biden administration expected Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his government to preserve the status quo. We took note of the fact that Netanyahu's governing platform calls for the preservation of the historic status quo with relation to the holy places. We expect him to follow through with that commitment in word and in practice. And this is what we'll be watching for, Price said. Price said US, U.S. officials had spoken Tuesday to their Israeli counterparts in the in the new government, including the prime minister's office, and that the substance was similar to what he relayed to the reporters. So, so let me get this straight. I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Uh, well, even before that, let's just take a look at what Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State of the United States, said today. He said that um, that he underscored the need to preserve that historic status quo at the Al-Haram Al-Hashrif, the Temple Mount, he said, will be quite clear in opposing any unilateral steps that set back the prospect of a two-state solution farther back, Price said, adding that this also includes de-escalating tensions and avoiding steps that exacerbate violence. In New York, Jordan and Palestinian authorities pushed for a UN Security Council meeting on the matter. Of course they did. Um, okay, so this all this is all a result of uh, uh, of a Jewish diplomat, a Jewish uh, an Israeli politician's visit to the Temple Mount. This is all a result of that. So a Jew goes to the Temple Mount, an Israeli politician in the state of Israel goes to the Temple Mount, and he gets condemned for doing that, and the whole world goes crazy. That maybe, maybe the Jews will take back their Temple Mount. Maybe the Jews will take back the land that is theirs. Maybe the Jews will try to reclaim what's rightfully theirs. How insane is that? It, it's completely insane. It's, it's totally off the rockers. The, the most infuriating part of this whole thing is they, they keep talking about status quo and that they, they're not going to tolerate anything that is going to... Uh, that is going to 
to to violate the status quo. We must keep the status quo. This is all they keep saying. Um, the end of the day, at the end of the day, the status quo is violated continuously by the Arabs living in Israel and around Israel. Status quo is violated when Arabs attack Jews and kill Jews. The status quo is violated when Arab countries call for the murder of Jews. The status quo is violated when people in Gaza celebrate the death of Jewish soldiers and the death of Jews, uh, Jewish civilians that were killed in terrorist attacks, and they give out candy. There's no condemnations from Blinken then. No condemnations from Biden then. Only a condemnation when Itmar van Vier goes to the Temple Mount and, and visits the Temple Mount. Only a condemnation then. It's almost as if it's pre-planned, as it was before. Pre-planned. A pre-planned opposition, and then a pre-planned attack on the Jewish nation, which will not be condemned by the United Nations or the United States or anybody else, where more Jews will die. Then everyone will be happy. Because the world loves dead Jews. The world loves dead Jews. So everybody's going to be thrilled if there's another intifada, another popular uprising spurred by the Palestinian Authority and people die, especially Jews, the world will rejoice that Jews are dying. And the UN will condemn the Jewish state another 150,000 times. And then what will happen? The government of Bibi Netanyahu will back down again and abandon the Jewish state and give off more land and trade more terrorists and do whatever they can to, to, to gain the, the trust and the, and the admiration of the world. Because that's what we need as a Jewish state, the trust and admiration of the world, not peace and security, not removing our enemies from the land, not destroying the threat, but the admiration and the love of Joe Biden and his administration in the United States. It is, it is absolutely mind-blowing that the Jewish community around the world, who, by the way, have, 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 have admitted right now that, that their support of the Jewish state is kind of waning. We'll, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But it's mind-blowing that the Jewish state, that the Jewish people, the Jewish population of the world, hasn't risen up in anger, hasn't, hasn't started screaming, hasn't started yelling that this blood libel is starting again. That we're going back to the situation that happened with the Second Intifada. That they're making up lies to justify the murder of Jews. This is unacceptable. This is disgusting. We must stand against it any rational, normal human being must stand against it, must call out this fallacy, must tell the truth, because the truth is, is really what matters here. And, and, and the more we hide the truth, the more we allow them to write our history, the more we allow the losers to write our history, the less power we hold in our own country. Scary, if you think about it. Extremely scary if you think about it. Uh, I, I, I don't know why there is more outrage. I'm Howie Silberger. This is Political Hitman. We are live on a Wednesday morning. You can give me a call. 
In uh, in North America, 301-768-4841. In Israel, 02-650-0151. Check out the webpage, israelnewstalkradio.com, where the numbers are there. Political hitmen. I'm Howie Silberger, your political hitman here on Israel News Talk Radio. Feel free to join me in the conversation. Number to call in North America, 301-768-4841. In Israel, 02-650-0151. We're live on a Wednesday morning, and you could uh, you could feel free to call in. Uh, I'd love to. It's actually evening. It's actually midnight at uh, in America. But it's morning in Israel, and uh, I'd love for you to call in. Uh, once again, if you missed those numbers, you can get them at the top of the page at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. That's IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, the best website on the web, <laughs> IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. All right, so, uh, so, so we, we watched, we're watching this, this blood libel happen again. Watching the blood libel happen again. An Israeli politician goes up to the Temple Mount. The Arabs freak out. Say the Israelis are trying to take over the Temple Mount to rip down the Dome of the Rock, to rip down the Alaska Mosque, and then to uh, to to build their temple there. And the world is buying it, eating it like uh, like 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 yesterday's supper. They're 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 eating it. They're eating it up because the world loves to see dead Jews. And you know who else loves to see dead Jews and suffering Jews in Israel? Uh, it, it's 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 Jews in North America, uh, apparently. I guess that's their new pastime. Uh, at one time, North America was the um, was the undying supporter of the state of Israel. They 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 sat they stood behind Israel no matter what, uh, rain or shine, sickness or health. They were standing behind Israel. That is not the case anymore. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we have run into a case of uh, of um, uh, of American wokeism. That's, that's, that's the term I'm going to use because I think it's an appropriate term for what's going on with the Jewish community in the United States. Uh, we know that the Jew, that the Jew we've, talk, we've talked about this a lot, that, the, um, that Jewish life in the United States is coming to an end, that, that we know, no question about it. Uh, Anti-Jewism in the United States has risen to unprecedented levels, and the Jewish community in the United States is in serious, serious trouble. So we know this, and this is, this is what we know. And you figure that the Jewish community in the United States, knowing that they're in such trouble, that the federations and the uh, and the United Jewish Appeals and the Bnei Bris and uh, and all the other Jewish organizations that are paid to to be outraged, all the outrage organizations, you figure that they would somehow try to 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 make to make nice with the newly elected um, government of the state of Israel, but that's not what's happening. What's happening now? is that the organizations in the United States, the, the major Jewish organizations that run the Jewish communities in all the United States of America, are condemning the Israeli government, something that they said that you're not allowed to do in the diaspora. Years ago, I put on a, uh, uh, I held a couple of rallies in front of the Israeli consulate uh, in, in the city I was living in, in North America, and, uh, and uh, opposing the Oslo Accords, we we held rallies opposing the Oslo Accords, supporting the state of Israel, supporting the government, but opposing the Oslo Accords, and and we were condemned by every Jewish organization out there. Everybody said you can't protest the state of Israel outside of the state of Israel. 
it's 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 a bad omen. It's a bad sign. Uh, people will look at it and say the Jews don't support Israel. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. This is what I was told. And 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 at one point, some public rabbis cornered me in 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 a, in a room one day and said to me, Howie, whatever you're doing, you have to stop. It is it's it's totally outrageous that a Jew would be standing in front of the Israeli consulate and, and would be and would be protesting against the state of Israel. You don't have kids in the army there. You're not in the army there. You don't have kids in the army there. You have no right to protest. This is what they told me. And and I guess to a certain extent, uh, they were right to a certain extent. Although the state of Israel is the heritage of all the Jewish people and we all have a stake in it. So we should all have a say in, 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 in its future and we should all be there to support it and to try to push it forward in, in the way that it should be uh, it should be running. But but it, but they, they might have had a little point there, that by by protesting in the diaspora about the state of Israel, Jews protesting the state of Israel would send the wrong message to non-Jews and would encourage Jew haters to do the same thing. So they, they might have had a little point there. But at the end of the day, uh, they they were condemning me publicly, condemning me for protesting the Oslo Accords. Fast forward thirty years, and now. They're the ones who are protesting the state of Israel. United Jewish Federations ha- have come out and said that uh, the right-wing, extremist right-wing government of Bibi Netanyahu uh, is not going to be good for the state of Israel, and in fact will probably lead to the destruction of the state of Israel. B'nai B'rith uh, International came out with a statement saying that we cannot fathom supporting an extremist right-wing group that is forming the coalition for the state of Israel. Wow. Wish harsh words from diaspora Jews who will be relying on the state of Israel in the near future to save them from the from the from the from the tragedy that's going to happen in North America. What strong words, what harsh words from people who condemned and continue to condemn people who protest the policies of the state of Israel. I guess what's good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander. I guess it's do what I say, don't do what I do. I'm not quite sure how how this factors in. I'm not quite sure how this works. I'm not allowed protest in the state of Israel in, in public because it might give the wrong sign and you don't represent the Jewish community and all the other reasons they gave me 30 years ago. And now they can? What has changed? a coalition they don't like? They have political difference with a government and therefore you abandon the state? You throw the baby away with the bathwater? Is that what happens? It's infuriating. And so you wonder now if and when, I'm not even going to say if, when the violence starts in Israel, when the third or fourth or fifth or sixth intifada starts, popular uprising starts because... uh, because the Palestinian Authority and the leadership of the Palestinian Authority uh, threatens their people that if they don't start attacking Jews, then uh, then they'll, their families will be killed or, or or their money will be taken away. When that happens, who's going to stand up for Israel? Who's going to who's going to who's going to scream and yell? Who's going to insist that the American government stop the Palestinian Authority, even though they'll probably support them at this point? Who's going to do that? It's not going to be the North American Jews. They're already condemning the Israeli government. They're going to hope, North American Jewish community groups are going to hope 
against all hopes, that the Intifada will knock this government out of power. That's what they're going to hope. That's, that's, that's going to be their prayers. They're, they're going to pray that this coalition is going to fall apart if Jews start getting attacked in Israel. And then a left-wing coalition could come in, and then all the lefty Jews in the United States will be very happy. Because, you know, we'll have pluralism and diversity, and, uh, and, and nobody will be talking about actually making the Jewish state Jewish. So they'll be extremely happy. They'll be thrilled. It's amazing. It's amazing that the organized Jewish community of North America, the diaspora Jewish community, is upset because Israel is heading towards a, a position of becoming more Jewish. And that's upsetting them. Of course it is. Naturally. I, I can't imagine it's not upsetting them. Think about it. 80% of the North American Jewish community is assimilated. 80% of them, a good percentage of those 80%, know nothing about Judaism at all. It scares them. Like, what is Judaism? They have no clue. Anybody who's part of the reform movement has no idea what Judaism is. Or at least at least what, what, what traditional Judaism is, what, what, what the Torah says Judaism is. They have no idea. And even if they do know, they, they don't want they don't want to they don't want they don't want to see that. They don't want to see uh, authentic Judaism in Israel. They don't want to see uh, Judaism being practiced in the Jewish land publicly. Sure, you know, the crazies on the mountains could do whatever they want. But in Tel Aviv? Who wants to see Jewishness in Tel Aviv? Come on. What's wrong with you? And so, of course, they're not going to stand against this. They're not going to yell. They're not going to scream. They're not going to even protest. They'll find reasons not to. There's always reasons not to do something. And that's, that's really sad. It's really sad that politics gets in the way of everything. And that people can't get past the woke politics. They can't get past themselves. They can't get over themselves and realize that their point of view is not the end all and is all of everything. That there are other people out there who have a point of view and then sometimes other people are right and you're wrong. Sometimes, just sometimes, you got to accept the fact that other people have other opinions. Sometimes you got to step back and say, there is more to the world than me. But unfortunately, we're dealing with a me-me generation, a generation that was raised as narcissists, a generation that was raised to think that they could do no wrong, that everything, that everything, that the world revolves around them, everything revolves around them. They, they, never, lost a, uh, they never lost a sporting event. Everybody got participation prizes. They never lost anything. They don't know what losing something is. They don't know what fighting for something is. Everything was handed to them on a silver platter. So, an existential crisis in Israel? A crisis of, of murdering Jews? Of, of, of an uprising where more Jews are going to die? Over, over a, an exaggerated lie? That doesn't concern them. They don't live in Israel. What do they care? And that's the sad reality we're living in today. And so, if a popular uprising happens, Israel's going to lose on the propaganda battle in North America. What a shame. 
I'm Howie Summergren, this is Political Hitman. We'll be right back. I'm Howie Subiger, your political hitman here on Israel News Talk Radio. Feel free to join in in the conversation. All you got to do is pick up your phone and give us a call. 301-768-4841 in North America, 0265-00151 in Israel. And, uh, of course, you get those numbers on the top of the page at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And uh, and I'd love to talk to you, so give me a call. Pinchas Goldschmidt is the former chief rabbi of Moscow. He fled the country earlier this year and has just come out and said that other Russian Jews should leave before it's too late. Uh, he, he made this statement in The Guardian. Now, this is the quote. When we look back over Russian history, whenever the political system was in danger, you saw the government trying to redirect the anger and discontent of the masses towards the Jewish community. We saw this in the Tsarist times and at the end of the Stalinist regime. He argued that Russia's floundering invasion of Ukraine is starting to foster a similar environment. We're seeing the rise of anti-Semitism, he said. While Russia is going back to a new kind of Soviet Union and step by step the Iron Curtain is coming down again. This is why I believe the best option for Russian Jews is to leave and leave now, Goldschmidt said. Now, um, I I agree with him. (laughs) It's time for Jews to leave Russia. It's time for Jews to leave North America. It's time for Jews to leave everywhere and go to Israel. We're starting to see the walls close in on the diaspora. That's really what's happening. We're starting to see the walls close in on the diaspora, and we're starting to see uh, the the incoming, the ingathering of of Jewish life everywhere. Uh, back into Israel. It's time for people to leave Europe, to Jews to leave Europe. It's time for Jews to leave North America. It's time for Jews to leave Russia. So there's not much other places in the world that Jews could go and live. I mean, maybe in Africa. But but it was time for Jews to leave Africa 20 years ago. So I, I don't understand. I, I'm really not quite sure why these Jewish organizations that now hate the government of the state of Israel and that are now advocating for the destruction of the government of the state of Israel. I'm not so sure why these Jewish organizations that have vowed to protect the Jewish communities of North America haven't been trying to convince the Jews of North America to actually move to Israel. It's, it seems counterproductive to their mission of saving Jews to encourage Jews to stay in situations that are dangerous. It seems counterproductive to their mission uh, of protecting the Jewish communities when Jews are being beaten up in the streets of North America and the streets of Europe. It, it seems counterproductive uh, of these organizations. It seems totally counterproductive and totally against their mission when Jews could apply for, for, for Aliyah and just, and just make Aliyah, just move to Israel. It just seems counterproductive to me. I, I don't get it. And, and I don't understand why these organizations haven't started a mass movement to get Jews out of danger zones. Uh, for the last at least three, four years, we've been talking on this show about Jews being openly attacked in New York City. Now, New York City has the largest contingent of Jews, the largest population of Jews outside of Israel anywhere in the world. 
And we've been talking about New York City Jews being beaten in the streets, in the streets of New York. We've seen the governor of New York get up and blame the Jews for the spread of COVID. We've seen the mayor of New York get up and blame the Jews for the spread of COVID. We've watched and we've listened to to, to New Yorkers, famous New Yorkers like Al Sharpton, who's gotten up and, uh, and started the Crown Heights riots, which ended up with the death of, uh, of, of a young yeshiva boy. We, we, saw, we saw guys like Jesse Jackson, big, revered, revered people in the United States, getting up and calling New York Town and saying the Jews control the world. We see Kanye West running around and praising Hitler. We see, we, see, we see basketball players saying bad things and, and horrific things and passing blood libels against the Jewish people. Actors, talk show hosts. I mean, the list is almost never-ending in the last little while. The list has been never-ending of, of popular people, of people who are media darlings, people who are the darlings of everything, getting up and screaming that the Jewish people are controlling the world, the Jewish people are... Are, are, are evil, the Jewish people are controlling the banks, the Jewish people control entertainment. All these blood libels, these blood libels that have been used against the Jewish people for centuries, these blood libels that have resulted in the murder of millions of Jews. And we've been, and we've been silent. We've been watching, and our Jewish organizations have been silent. Oh, we have to re-educate them. No, we don't have to re-educate them. No, no. There's no re-educating a, a person who hates you. And until we realize this, until we understand that our enemies are our enemies and they're not going to change, we're not going to be able to educate them to be not be our enemies. I remember years ago, there was a firebombing of a Jewish day school. Uh, a young Arab boy walked into a Jewish day walked into um, a schoolyard of a Jewish day school in North America on Erev, on Erev Pesach, so the eve of Pesach, the eve of Passover. He walked into a, a schoolyard and he threw a Molotov cocktail through the window of the library. Of course, the Molotov cocktail blew up. The library is full of books. There was a um, there was a huge fire, and 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 the young Arab was caught, and they put him up on trial. They 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 charged him. They were going to charge him with um with a hate crime, but they weren't sure if his crime constituted a hate crime. Then they were going to charge him with terrorism, and they weren't sure if his if his crime uh, constituted terrorism, if it fit the terrorism bill. Which it, which it did, by the way. It fit the hate crime bill and the terrorism bill. So they ended up charging the guy with arson. And, of course, he got the slap on the wrist, and he went back onto the, and he went back onto the, uh, back into the field, and he tried to light another bomb somewhere else in the city. So they arrested him again. And then they went to the Jewish community, because his second target was also a Jewish target, and they said to that Jewish community, well, what should we do? And the Jewish community said to them, we have to re-educate him. So we'll bring him to the Holocaust Museum, and then he'll have to sit through a couple of seminars, and then and then we'll we'll teach him about the Jew, we'll expose him to Judaism, the Jewish people, and then he'll realize that we're not really bad people, so he shouldn't be targeting us, and therefore everything should be okay after that. And that that was their solution. The man tried to bomb the Jewish community twice, and the response of the Jewish community was, "Let's re-educate him. Let, let, let's expose him to a Holocaust Museum. Let's let's teach him." 
about, about the about the trials and tribulation. Let's show him about the weak Jews and the dead Jews, and we'll show him bodies of Jews being pushed into into graves. And that's somehow going to convince him that the Jewish people are great people and they should be loved, and uh, and, and he shouldn't be trying to blow them up. This is the solution that, that that's always being forwarded. Re-education. There's no re-educating a hater. There's no re-educating somebody who's praising Hitler. I mean, even if he's doing it out of ignorance, there's no re-educating him. You're not going to convince somebody who's diabolically against your ideology that that somehow your ideology is correct and his ideology is wrong. You're not going to convince a 50-odd-year-old man that years and years and years of, of his thinking and his rationality and, and his... And his uh, and his his ideas are all wrong because uh, because they're insulting or they they're offending someone. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the Jews. And so, because nobody cares about the Jews, anybody can say anything they want, and nobody really cares. Of course, you you had a few celebrities, a few Jewish celebrities, who got up and said, "Well, that's not acceptable, Kanye. You can't say stuff like that." And and and, and Jewish pressure, <laughs> ironically, Jewish pressure. You know, stripped Kanye of some of his uh, some of his money and some of his contracts, which indirectly actually proved his point for him that Jews control his purse strings. So Jews going and having him canceled actually proved his point. So so it's kind of a catch twenty two there. So so what do you do with Jew haters? How, how do you counter Jew hatred? How do you counter people who who don't like the state who don't like the government of the state of Israel so they're standing against the state of Israel? How do you do this? What do you do as a as a Jewish activist, as a as an activist, as a as a person who cares about the Jewish community to counter these kind of nutcases? The kind of nutcases who say we have to re-educate a guy who bombed the community twice. The kind of nutcases that say, you know what? Let's let's spend hundreds of millions of dollars putting in security measures into our buildings in North America because we never know when someone's coming to attack us. Instead of putting hundreds of million dollars into campaigns to convince or, or, or to aid to, to help people move to Israel. How do you convince these people that what they're doing is wrong? That that they're they're approaching this in the entirely wrong way. That 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 they have to turn around, they have to wake up, they have to open their eyes and see. That if for three years Jews have been attacked in New York City, it's not going to stop tomorrow. No matter how much re-education they want to do, no matter how much they want to uh, they, they, they want to save the situation, you're not going to save the situation. And when the government of New York starts scapegoating the Jewish community and starts telling, I mean, like I, I saw the press conference where former Governor Cuomo showed a picture. Of Hasidic Jews praying at a, praying at a synagogue during COVID, and said the words: "These guys are the ones who are spreading COVID in New York City. They're part of the problem." He didn't point out to any of the other communities. Sure, there were no Muslims that went to the mosque during COVID, and of course, no Christians stuck into churches during COVID. It was only the Jews praying in synagogues, and of course, it was only the Jewish community, right? That 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 got COVID. That 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 got sick nobody else did i mean do you know of anybody else who got sick give me a break of course it wasn't only the jewish community of course other people snuck into their places of worship of course other people violated the covid regulations as ridiculous as they were of course he did 
but the governor of New York only pointed out to the only pointed out to Jews, and that wasn't enough to convince the Jewish community in New York that time has come to go. It's it's fascinating, it's fascinating because when we when we look at this guy Goldschmidt, in Russia, who said, "Hey, wait a second, you know, once the government turns." On the on the communities, once the government realizes that they're in a they're in a pickle and they need a scapegoat for whatever reason, it's always the Jews. So let's get out of here before the before the government decides it's us again. It takes a guy in Russia to come up with a statement, not a guy in North America. Quite scary. And they're not even beating up Russians in the middle of the street yet. They will, but they're not there yet. But they are beating up Jews in the middle of the street in New York and in Chicago and in Canada. It's, 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 it's mind-blowing, really. I, I'm telling you, my, my mind is always blown when I, when I think about this stuff. And when, when, I, when I analyze this stuff and when I, when I prepare for the shows and I analyze this stuff and I take a look at all the data and I take a look at all the, all the material, my mind is always blown. I'm always, I'm always just just shocked and and it's just i don't even have the words to express the disbelief that 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 overtakes me when i realize how much abandonment there is to the jewish communities in in the world by the organized jewish communities by the major organizations and i know you say howie you you have a beef against them so you 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 bash them all the time but it's not true that's not true at all so, so, you know, a lot of people like to deflect reality. They like to deflect the truth. So, so when someone gets up and speaks the truth, people like to deflect the fact that they're speaking the truth. So, so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I have no beef against anybody or any organization. Honestly, no beef at all. I only have a beef against people who are standing against the Jewish state and against the Jewish people. People who aren't doing their jobs to help the Jewish people survive. That I have a beef against. People who are not going to stand up and fight and argue and protest when Jews are going to be killed in Israel in a repeat performance because an Israeli politician decided to visit Har Habayit, the Temple Mount. It's a repeat performance. We saw this, we saw this movie before. This TV show played before. This is a rerun. And those who don't learn from history are bound to repeat it. And we are proving that point extremely well. George Santayana said that right after the Holocaust, and we're proving the point extremely well. We just have to look at history. It's the exact same situation. And it's building up the exact same way it built up then. Now, we could stop it now. It could be stopped immediately. It could be stopped immediately, but we choose not to stop it. And how could it be stopped? It's, it's actually really simple. It's really, really simple. The Israeli government could stop it immediately by warning the Palestinian Authority that if any Jew gets killed, then the Israeli government is going to have to take action to ensure the safety of every Jew in Israel. If any Jew gets injured, if any Jew gets molested in any way, then the Israeli government is going to have to take action. Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what the UN says, regardless of, of any condemnations that would come their way, they would take care of the situation immediately. That's, that's really the solution.
That's how you end. That's how you end. That's the end game. That's how you end the story. Now, no Israeli government has had has had the guts to do that until America. Forget it, America. We don't care. Our job is to protect our citizenship. So I don't care what you have to say. They're building up towards another uprising. They're broadcasting lies, accusing the Israeli government of things that they're not doing. So I really don't care what America has to say, and this is what the Israeli government should do. Years ago, years ago, an Israeli government official told me personally, before I was physically removed from the building, that uh, Israel's GDP was high enough that they didn't have to take money from the Americas. That Israel makes enough money, and there's enough money in Israel, that they don't have to rely on anybody. They can rely on themselves. Well, if Yossi Berlin was correct then there should be no problem with the Israeli government telling the Americans, you want to take your money away? Go ahead, take your money away. You want to take your power away? Take your power away. You want to take away your vote in the UN? Take it away. We don't care. Israel shouldn't even be part of the UN. We should have withdrawn from the UN a long time ago. But you need a government that has, that has the guts to do that. You need a government that has, that has the, the ambition and the, 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 the drive to stand up for the Jewish people, to stand up for the Israeli people, to stand up for the country. And I know, I know, I know, I, I've said it for a couple of times already, I don't believe that Benjamin Netanyahu is the prime minister that's going to do that. Uh, I really don't believe that. And I don't believe that uh, bringing Netanyahu back for his 25th term or whatever it is, for his 27th year in office, is really productive for the state of Israel, is really good for the state of Israel. It's not. And those of us pretending that it's a good thing, uh, it's just it's just pretend it's just it's just make believe this is not a good move for the state of israel and the reason it's not a good move there's there's two folds there's two reasons why it's not a good move number 1 we already know that benjamin netanyahu bows to the pressure of the united states and bows to uh, and bows to external pressure and and backs down from doing what what must be done in order to protect and save lives in israel we know that happens because we've seen it happen Time and 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 time again. We've seen it happen. And the second reason that that it's a bad idea is when when a prime minister is in office for too long, as Netanyahu is, what happens is they become complacent. They become too comfortable in the position. And when you're too comfortable in the position, you become apathetic. And apathy leads to major problems everywhere anytime there's an apathetic situation anytime somebody's apathetic about something they're not putting their full heart and soul into it and if you're not putting your full heart and soul into it you're not doing the job that has to be done and put apathy with affluence and you got a very weak country and that's where we're at we have an apathetic prime minister who is very affluent and an affluent country also so the drive to protect the country, the, the, the fear that the country could be overrun at any time, the country could be destroyed at any time, has disappeared. A strong army and a, and a, uh, a, 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 a large GDP, a large, large amount of money that's uh, generated in Israel, has, has, has killed that hunger. Without the hunger, without the drive, unfortunately, more Jews are going to have to die 
it's 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 sad. I, I hate saying stuff like this, but it's the truth. If if this if this continues the way it's going, and this visit to the Temple Mount uh, continue the reaction to the visit to the Temple Mount continues on the same trajectory it, it is right now, then we're back in the situation uh, right after Ariel Sharon visited the Temple Mount, where the lies will build and the lies will build, and the lies will build, and the Palestinian Authority will convince other people, uh, well, people under them, that they have to attack Israel, and they have to attack Israelis, and they have to protect the Temple Mount, they have to protect the uh, the Alaska Mosque, and they have to protect the Dome of the Rock. And then Hamas will come out and say that, you know, it is a uh, it is a um, imperative of every Muslim person to kill a Jew. And then we'll start seeing terror attacks happening in Israel again. Well, bigger terror attacks and more frequent terror attacks. Nobody really wants to see that. And I hate predicting these things. But, but I'm hoping that next week when I come back next week here on Political Hitman, I, I, won't, be, I won't be crying on the air that there was a big terrorist attack and many Jews have died. I, I'm, really, I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. I'm really hoping that the Israeli prime minister and the cabinet of Israel take the appropriate actions to stop this, 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 this horrific thing that's happening right now. This horrific buildup to violence. I'm really hoping that the American government takes a look at the situation and realizes that it's not Israel that's provoking here. There was no provocation at all. In fact, all the violence that's being provoked now is being provoked by the Palestinian Authority and, and their allies, their partners like Hamas, these are the people who are provoking, promoting violence, and that the violence will start on their side against Jews, not on the Jewish side against them. I really hope and pray that this doesn't happen. And I think we should all pray and we should all pressure the Prime Minister of Israel to take a decisive stand and to stand against this kind of escalation and end this before it even starts. I'm Howie Silberger. This is Political Hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you again next week. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 
Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India. And I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.